1: and welcome back to another 3P Podcast. This is our sixth season, the fifth episode. Once again, I am your host, Josh Fromwitz, and I am delighted to be joined by my other co-hosts,
2: Steven Benazzo,
1: Alex Castle,
2: and TJ Hummel.
1: We got another busy, exciting show for you folks, and we've kind of distanced ourselves the last few weeks from talking baseball, but buckle up, we got a lot to discuss I don't know if uh, you guys have been paying attention to the news, TV, newspapers, whatever, but uh, in case if you missed it, there was some history made in the Bronx. A guy named Aaron Judge broke the AL home run record, hitting his 62nd passing Roger Maris a couple days ago in Arlington, Texas. So, Stevie. What, let's see, do you consider, what do you, would you rank this as one of the greatest hitting seasons in all of, of all time? Considering his high average, he was in the triple crown race, and then you add in the 62 homers. There's never been a 60 home run triple crown winner. And the fact that Judge was that that close, where would you rank this among some of the best hitting performances.
2: I mean, I think you got to rank it at least like in the top five ever, possibly top three. I mean, the fact that this dude, what, this was the first time in our lifetime, or at least what we remember seeing someone hit like 60 home runs. Um, Because obviously like we were real young when McGuire and Sammy Sosa and bonds were doing it. Um, So the fact that we now remember watching it and then us being Yankee fans and watching it day in and day out um, is special. And then, I mean, and the fact that, I mean, he could have hit 250, 260, even 280 would have been incredible. The fact that he hit not just 300 flat, like 311 and was second in the American League for uh, batting average because uh, he just missed the triple crown. I mean, it sucks, but he still had a hell of a year. I mean, I don't think we'll see this type of season in a long time, even judge next year. I don't think judge can even repeat this ever again. Nothing against him. It's just was so freaking good that, you know, it's hard to keep doing, especially as you get older. Um, so, I mean, I got to rank these amongst one of the best and you know, yeah, you look at Barry Bonds when he hit, you know, 70s whatever home runs or the other guys. But then there's, yes, they did it and you can't knock them for it. I guess, you you know, you could say like the steroids and stuff like that. Judge just did this out of his own pure talent and strength because he's 6'7", 280 pounds of muscle. So he wasn't using anything. I mean, you know, can't say he isn't. I mean there's a 99.999, almost hundred percent chance that he's not using anything because what does he, I mean, like I said, he is just dude is like freak of an athlete, just a huge, like huge, like human specimen. I mean, like not too many people are that size. So I got a ranked. I mean, this was from what I've seen in my life. Remember, this is the best season ever by any player. Um, and probably will be for a long time. But if you're going off the record books, you know, I think the bottom, like the most bottom one is top five. You know, I don't know what you guys think.
1: No, I agree. And Castle, I want to shift the next question to you. I'm going to play a little hypothetical here because we're a podcast. We can do that. Do you think Judge would have this same season had he signed – an extension in the off season. He obviously turned down a big deal and bet on himself and look at the results. Do you think that, that, that that had anything to do with his performance this year or you think it was kind of, it had no correlation? Well, I
0: definitely think he went into the mindset with this season that I'm betting on myself and I'm going to show why I deserve The contract that I'm seeking. But I don't think that really had any correlation. I think this just happened to be a very special season for him. I think his his abilities and, and talents and what however you want to describe it just maxed out. Sure, I think the extension not taking it motivated him in some ways, but I think whether he signed. He did sign the extension or not, I think this would be the same result because I don't see him as the type of guy that would take this money and downplay himself or take a step back from his skill. He knows that he's the face of the Yankees. And I think he likes being that guy that is just our top scorer. So to answer your question, no, I don't think him not signing the extension created this maybe it you know motivated him to take the path to 62 where he is now but i don't think it was the main factor for where we are with him this season
1: and tj before because i want to move on to talk about more all the other teams because we got playoffs starting talked about judge betting on himself we talked about the record itself what is something that Scratch that. If the Yankees don't do anything in the playoffs, do you see it as a waste of a season? Yes, it'll go down to the record records and people are going to be talking about Aaron Judge's year forever. Don't get me wrong. But would it be fair to say that if the Yankees don't bring us a championship or an, an appearance or
3: whatever that it was all for nothing. It's a really good question. Uh I I feel like there's a yes and there's a no to this. Like yeah, it would kind of be a waste if he did all this in the regular season just for them to shit the bed in the playoffs. Like, I feel like we've seen that way too many times in years past. And I'm hoping that there's a, a shift and they can actually get to the, at least make an appearance in the world series this year. They have a good shot. They have the team to do it, but at the same time, you, you can't like just brush it by the way. So once the postseason starts that he had one of the best, if not the best offensive season that, anybody's ever seen, ever. He, he led every statistical category in MLB this year, batting-wise, except for batting average, where he came just short, like .004 points. I think it's, it's gonna be historical regardless, but to answer your question, yes, it'll be a waste if they don't do anything. But at the same time, no, because when will we ever see this type of season by a single person ever again? Totally fair. I want to let you
1: boys jump in and answer that, Stevie Castle, whoever. But my view is New York fans, we are so desperately waiting for that championship. It's been far too long. 2009 was the last time we have made a World Series. We've won a World Series. You have Aaron Judge giving us a historical performance, but postseason, all stats reset. All the records are regular season. Aaron Judge is batting zero. The Yankees are zero and zero. So frankly, it really doesn't matter because everyone is at the same level playing field once wildcard finishes and the Yankees play their first game Tuesday night. Everyone has the same batting average until the first pitch, and etc. So, I don't want to say it's a waste of a year, but at the same time, I do want to say it's a waste of a year because people are going to be talking about Aaron Judge's year for sure. But at the end of the day, championships is what matters. Let's
2: Stevie go. You know, I mean, I I think like what you literally just finished off with championships matter. That's what uh, counts. I think if you're talking about for Yankees fans and for the rest of the Yankees on that team, yeah, if they don't win the world series this year, then was even if you make the world series, at least you like can have some sort of like, uh, like, ah, like we made it. We were just this close. But even then, like the, the end goal of any season is to win the world series. So, if you make it, that's good. But even if you still lose, not that it's a complete failure of a season, but you still didn't finish. You still didn't quite get that, like, you know, end goal. Um, For Judge, if they don't win the World Series, is it a total waste of the year? Absolutely not, because he's going to be paid, you know, what he wants and what he deserves because of the season he had. And he will forever have that AL record. So for judge, it's not a waste of a year at all. It's, you know, it's, in fact, it's probably, or not probably, it is like the best year of his career and probably will be the best year of his career. So for him, it's not at all, whether the Yankees win or they lose in, you know, get swept in the ALDS at home or, you know, during, during the divisional series. So, um, but for everyone else, yeah, it will be, it'll be a wash of a year when, um, Because like I said, like championships are what matters. And that's what at the end of the year, like when they look back, who was a champion, they don't care who, you know, who made it to the divisional series or the ALCS. People will see who won the world series. So So. then I
1: want to counter this to castle. I'm going to word it a little differently. Do you think when Aaron judge walks into that negotiating uh, room with Brian Cashman, do you think if like, let's say the Yankees get swept in the ALDS, that that's going to cause a stain on what, how much he makes or you think it really has no effect because of what he did in the regular season? Personally, I
0: think it will because if I'm in judges' shoes, I just broke the record and set a new one. I'm basically the sole offense of this team and this is how far we went you want me to re-sign knowing with what's around you, yeah, I think that should have a factor. Why not? I mean, look at at the rest of the team. We have guys that can hit the ball. We have promise, you know, with our young talent. But if I'm Aaron Judge and I have that type of season and the team can't even make it to the World Series, I absolutely think he's going to ask for more money because – he knows that he's the guy and he's going to continue to be the guy and he should be compensated for it. I mean, if I, I wouldn't blame judge if, if he takes that approach because that's what I think he should do.
1: hundred percent agree. And I, it's only a matter of time because now regular seasons thing of the past playoffs are here. Steve, you want to jump in?
2: I just one one little thing too. Yeah. Um, I think obviously Cashman's tough because even in the Jeter documentary, when he was saying like that, you know, he was a Yankee for all of his life, all those world series he delivered. And, you know, he felt like he wasn't in the fair offer that he wanted. And then Cashman was, you know, saying like right now, like, you know, at that point in Jeter's career, when I think Jeter was in his late thirties, you know, he wasn't the top shortstop anymore, or like one of the top guys and Cashman was like, basing it off of that, not what of what Jeter has accomplished. So there was that side to the business and, you know, probably Cashman. But then if you look at Judge, Judge is not only like the best right field or center fielder, Or I mean, we'll concern right field. Best like right fielder in the league. I mean, he's possibly, and I guess if you want to say show he's technically the best player because he pitches and hits. Like he's a top two player in the league, top three, you know, so – And even if he doesn't perform in the playoffs, which I expect him to, he carried the Yankees all season long. Without Judge, you know, yes, would the Yankees probably have stuck in the playoffs? You would like to think so, but really, who knows? Because when they went on that awful stretch, I mean, even when Judge was still, like, doing well, like, and everyone else wasn't, like, they could not win a game for their life. So I think in his negotiations, regardless, you know, if, He goes, like, 0 for 12, you know, obviously, whatever his stats are. Like, say if he doesn't play well and the Yankees lose, like, he should still have a lot of ground to stand on because I just set some records in the L. I was this close to winning the Triple Crown. And without me, we wouldn't even been the two seed and divisional champs. So, I think he does. And then, if he has a great postseason, the Yankees have a great postseason, then... If the Yankees don't offer everything on him, then i uh, that's on them. But I think, regardless, he should have no problem negotiating with the Yankees or any team.
1: I don't, yeah. And I don't think, I'm not trying to take away any, from anything Judge did. And I'm not, I don't think it's going to factor in that much, but more so a way for Cashman to kind of use as a leverage and say, oh, you did all of this, but the team goal is still championship first, not really the personal act.
2: Individual, yeah.
1: Which, no, that's don't, don't get me wrong, they are important. Like Eric Cole breaking Ron Guidry's uh, team strikeout record is, is important to them. But the way Judge has approached this entire year and the way he approached the chase, he was all about the team. When Judge hit his 61st home or 60th homer, 60th, he was more excited about Stanton's grand slam because that won the game. So I wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Aaron Judge will want to say that there's unfinished business. My goal is World Series MVP because that proves that he's the best player on the best team. No one can argue. No one can deny that because results show you have the trophy. You're not winning world series MVP. If you're not, if your team is not world series champions.
2: And then I think, I think, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think if you got to knock judge um, on anything and again, baseball is tough because really baseball is a team sport. It's not like necessarily kind of like, footballing you know, the footballs a lot like or like basketball like you know lebron carries his teams to championships and you know um the finals appearances like almost every year you know brady has really willed his teams to the super bowls like almost every year and one you know he's the record for the most slow baseball is tough because really even judged us so well if the rest of the team sucks like mid-season or,
1: or if let's say like we saw the last two weeks he gets pitched around it's really up to other guys to step up
2: yeah so, I guess my point, you know, I was saying the only knock on him is he hasn't really delivered the Yankees a World Series appearance and obviously victory. Um, so, I guess that's your only knock on him, but I think, you know, he every guy wants to win and, you know, win a World Series. And, you know, for him especially since, like, he's achieved so much in this league, like, this is the next step. Um, and you know, and obviously there's all these rumors of him possibly leaving, but you know, deep talent, like, he wants to give the city of new york especially the yankees and yankees fans and just himself and you know his teammates they want to win the world series you know he wants to he wants to win a world series wearing the pinstripes 99 for the you know in the bronx and you know hosting up that trophy uh with the yankee cap on that says world series champions so regardless if you know there's rumors of him leaving or whatever i know i know he wants to do it here even that sweatshirt new Yorker, nowhere You know, he he wore it for everyone to see. So he wants to achieve it here. And listen, this could be possibly his last chance or he could have a lot more chances, but they got the opportunity right in front of them. They just got to go and and if they play how they did in the beginning of the year. I mean, really, who could stop him? Uh, It's time to
1: put up or shut up, as they say. So playoffs are here. We are excited. Yankees have are, as Stevie said, they are the second seed behind the Astros, which gets them a first round bye. So basically they have the weekend off to prepare for Tuesday's first matchup. They're going to be awaiting the winner of the Tampa Bay Rays Cleveland Guardians. So TJ, I haven't heard from you in a bit. If you're the Yankees,
3: who would you rather face right now? Uh, I mean they've had success against both, but I know they play the Rays more than anyone they'll face that's outside of the outside of the division. I mean so I feel-
1: unless if Toronto and they would have to beat the Astros, but yes.
3: Right, right. So I feel like they'd want to play the Rays just based on they know them the most. They've played them the most the last handful of years, especially in the playoffs. And honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to playing the guardians either because, because they haven't played them enough. They're still like, they haven't seen enough of the pitchers. They haven't seen their pitching staff. Hasn't seen our hitters as often as say the Rays would. So I feel like, there's a slight advantage to playing both. I don't feel, I feel like there could be, there's pros and cons to both. I don't, I feel like there's an even enough chance. There's no definite. I'd rather play this team over that.
1: Yeah. I, I've been kind of going back and forth. Both teams are very similar in their styles where their pitchers are very dominant. Shane Bieber for Cleveland, Shane McClanahan for the Rays. Tyler Glassnow is now back for the Rays, so we'll know, we'll see how far he can actually go because he's yet to pitch more than three, four innings. And then Cleveland has a very loaded bullpen, but neither team's offense really scares me. Jose Ramirez is good. Wander Franco is good, but they don't have these scary hitters up and down the lineups like the Aaron Judges, the Jordan Alvarez's, Jose Altuve is really... So either or, it really wouldn't matter. Yankees would have home field advantage. Both are fairly young teams. Really not much playoff experience because the Rays, most of their guys are probably, with the exception of Randy or Arena and a few guys, for the most part, it's a lot of newer guys than when they were in the World Series. So I really don't care who we play castle. I don't know if you'll have a as good of an answer and I'll let Stevie jump in after, but the other matchup which <laughs> I think is getting a lot more attention and hype is the Seattle Toronto matchup. Cause you got a lot of young talent. You got Vlad Jr., you got Julio Rodriguez. Do you think whoever wins that series, do you think they have a chance against Houston? And upsetting them.
0: See, I want to say that. I mean, listen, I I hate to admit it, but Houston is is a tough team. No, no matter how you look at it, they're probably my least favorite team in baseball. Um, but I want to say Toronto only because I just know more about them, and I don't know much about the Mariners. I, was th- is this their first? Uh, is this their first appearance in a couple seasons? Yeah, they,
1: they broke the longest drought in MLB of 21 years. Yeah, right. 2001 was their last appearance.
0: So here's how I look at it, and it's kind of like how we just split the uh, Cleveland and um, Tampa scenario. Toronto, I feel like, has more names and more talent that can help them in the Houston series, but I'm skeptical to say them because of how they've played the season. I feel like they haven't played to their full potential. And then there's Seattle, who they just broke the streak. They could be on a huge momentum high that if they beat Toronto, they, they could have some sort of spark going up against Houston. So for me, it's really a toss-up. But if, if I'm giving you an answer right now, I would probably say Toronto has the better shot.
1: And I want Stevie to jump in just because I'm sure he has a little more knowledge on Seattle specifically because I've been watching them or following along their story the last couple games, and some of the moves they've made really at the deadline have really impressed me. That makes me want to believe in them because you add in Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray last year, their bullpen is arguably one of the best Julio Rodriguez looks like a top five player in baseball right now. They have some pretty good hitters up and down their lineup. Do you, I'm going to ask the same question. Do you believe that a team like Seattle or Toronto could upset Houston?
2: I don't know. I I really, as much as you would have optimism and kind of root for the underdogs, as you would say, uh, especially a team like Seattle, Seattle has no playoff experience. Like you know, that's what's gonna kill them. And when really, like one of your best players is what? What is Julio Rodriguez? 19 20, 21, 20, 21. Yeah,
1: 21 like, Probably twenty-one.
2: Old. Yeah. So when he's like a year younger, or like right around like my age or our age, and he's like supposed to be like the superstar of that team, going against the Houston Astros, who just made the World Series last year, won in twenty seventeen. Like they've made decent amount of World Series in the past few years. Like That's tough to do. And, you know, Houston's still really good. I mean, they finished with the second most wins in the league behind the Dodgers, and the Dodgers had one of the best seasons. You know, they had a really, like, season to remember um, in MLB history. You know, they finished with, like, either 110 or 111 wins at Dodgers. And uh, I don't know what Houston finished with, if someone wants to do the research while I keep ranting on or not ranting. 106
1: and 56 was their record. So five games. Five games under below the Dodgers.
2: Yeah. So that's not bad at all. And really, like, it's kind of like been low key because everyone's just been talking about the Dodgers and like, wow, 110. But like, the fact that Houston only finished like five games below them, you know, it's kind of crazy. So I don't know. And plus, I mean, their pitching has just like Justin Verlander looks probably one of the best years he's ever had in his career. Um, there's some of their other guys uh what's that guy Framby valdez or uh From
1: valdez i think yeah
2: yeah he was like unstoppable i would this say year. quietly
1: had like one of the best years and like no one talked about it
2: yeah because he had how many like consecutive quality starts i believe it In, was like, 23 24 i thought it was 25 was like the record i mean it's crazy or
3: he set a new record because he broke the previous one or something like that i just remember it was like mid-20s
2: yeah i know that that sounds familiar too you know, then Yordan had a great year, you know, you still have all two So like the Astros are loaded and, um, and the Mariners, who knows, they might have a lot of, not like pressure on them, but like, wow, you made it for the, you know, you ended your drought. Um, so they might have, you know, they might be like, screw it. Like we finally did it. Let's, you know, have a lot of momentum going, keep going um, or else they're inexperienced and, you know, youthfulness is going to show. Um, or even a guy like Luis Castillo, Phenomenal pitcher, really is doing good with Seattle. He has no – I don't really know if he has any uh, playoff experience or maybe one year with the Reds. So, like, he doesn't bring a lot. Um, Robbie Ray, out of all his years with, like, the Diamondbacks, even that one year with the Blue Jays, I I think the Blue Jays missed out. Like, he doesn't bring much playoff experience. Um, So – or even, like, a team – or, like, the Blue Jays. They haven't had much playoff experience – or, like, this this squad – hasn't had much playoff experience at all. Uh, Vladdy hasn't, you know, Bichette, um, you know, obviously Springer does, he's world series champ, but one guy's not going to, you know, so it's going to be tough on that side because not only is Houston just so good and they've been a top team in the AL and the MLB for, you know, the past like five, six years, but they're going to be going against two inexperienced playoff teams as a whole. Um, which could cost them. And even the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees every year in the playoffs have cannot take Houston down and the Yankees are always in the playoffs. And a lot of times always go against the Houston, you know, goes against Houston and they still can't get past Houston. So if the Yankees can't, I can't imagine the blue Jays or the Mariners do, especially the Mariners.
1: Everyone loves a Cinderella story. So I'm sure a lot of people are rooting heavy for Either Seattle or Toronto, because I'm sure most people at this point are sick of a a Houston
3: World Series appearance. Listen, I mean, I will put it out there just real quick before you guys go. If for some reason if the Yankees didn't make it this year, and Seattle did, Seattle, I'm on that bandwagon. I am full for that Cinderella story. So I'm I'm rooting for obviously the Yankees, but I would love to see Seattle go.
1: You want to see a Yankees Seattle ALCS? I got it. Or ALDS?
3: That would be very. That'd be incredibly spicy. I would be all for it. ALCS. This is. It
2: would would be the CS. Yeah. Championship series. Yeah. I mean, I I listen. It would be great to see like um, Seattle kind of pull a uh St. Peter's not as far, but like you know beating you know when the wild card winning the divisional series and then playing the Yankees in the ALCS, but then you know sorry Seattle that's when you got to get put back in your place and all Yankees, but it would be cool to see it. And who knows? I mean, listen, anything can happen. It's tough when it's a series because you really have to be the better team for a whole series. You know, one game. Yeah. If you catch them on off game, you have a really good game, but to try to do that in seven games, five games, like it's tough. It's not easy. And that's why usually at the end of the year, the best teams remain because they're able to, withstand a series against the other team and keep winning
1: yeah and we're going to continue to follow this because we have football in full swing but i think in our eyes baseball is heavily the focus point because playoff for any sports is the best time of year
2: are we uh are we talking about the nl playoffs yep,
1: i was that i
2: was trying okay. to finish
1: the al so we can move that's sorry right i'm
2: a- I got because I got some of this. I, uh, I I
1: know you do, but I'm gonna I want to let Castle and TJ go first because I know you have a lot to say, but we haven't heard from them as much.
3: I know I keep so, talking That's Castle. My there is
1: another team in New York, believe it or not. They're the little brother, so I understand if you really didn't know that there's another team in New York. But they, the New York Mets, won 101 games, which is a very good season, right? they all year, they led the NL East and they were up by as many as 10 and a half games. They had a very crucial series down in Atlanta. And what do they do? They got swept. So now the Atlanta Braves, who they came from behind are the NL East division champs. And the Mets are going to be playing for their right, their life this season. This weekend in a wild card series against the Padres, what are your initial thoughts on this collapse of the Mets? Then we're gonna let Kat, uh, T- Stevie go in because he has got a full rant ready.
0: I um I definitely feel bad for for Mets fans. I feel like this is kind of their mo. It's peaks and valleys with them, and this was just this was devastating. I mean, they called it. You know, fans were celebrating, and then you you, you can't go into Atlanta and, and get swept like that. And now you're playing a Padres team, a, a very good Padres team, and I I don't know. I mean, the Mets, the Met. Listen, the Mets. I, I've you know, my brother's a Mets fan, so I've been catching more of their games lately, and they definitely have the talent. On both, on, on both sides of the ball, hitting and fielding, it's there. I think the pitching is, is their concern. And, you know, you can only play the trumpets for so many innings. So you need guys, you know, other than DeGrom to step up. And I, and I think and that's – And Scherzer. And Scherzer, yes. DeGrom and Scherzer. And you need other guys. And that's the big question is how are you going to respond to the big bats – of the Padres. I think that's going to be the, the big factor. I don't doubt that the Mets can put up runs on the board. It's, can they, can they limit the runs that the Padres put up and can other guys in the bullpen step up? I think that's the biggest key for the Mets. I mean, you know what, I, I know we're all Yankees fans here and the Mets are the, the little brother team, but I, I, I do kind of root for them a little bit and I, I do want to see some success from them. You know, I'm not, you know, going to, paint my body blue and orange tomorrow but it's definitely it's definitely a a winnable series but pitching i think is 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 the big key here for them
1: tj do you have anything else you want to add before we let stevie go on his anti-met rant
3: uh i mean it's it's just going to be the same thing that everyone else is going to say but i feel like it's going to be a lot funnier and a lot more spicy when stevie talks about it So Stevie, the floor is yours, buddy. The floor
1: is yours. This is your your rant of the week because we're not going to be touching the Bears, which is fine. Which I'm sure TJ. Oh, we're not. We're not. Come on. Maybe we'll we'll, maybe we'll find.
3: It's okay. He he got he got enough of it being there watching the game in person and enough of from us in the group chat.
1: Depending on how long this this rant of his lasts, maybe we might be able to find some time at the end. But Stevie, the floor is yours. You've been. Itching at this.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Castle, to be honest, like, uh, there's not really a Bears rant. Um, I, yeah, I'm i not surprised. It, it's disappointing, but I'm not surprised at all. So, okay, need to it. This yep. is what's really been grinding my gears. This is what's been, like, all, you know, when we said we're recording Thursday, I've been waiting since the Mets blew their lead and the Braves won the division until right now, this very moment, for me to go off on the Mets, and the Mets fans, and Mets fans more in, part- uh, in part- uh, particular than the Mets themselves. Because Mets fans all year, because they had a really good year, because Uncle Stevie put up a great roster, you know, signing Max Scherzer, signing Starling Marte, signing all these guys, Mark Canna, um, you know, hiring Buck Showalter, and, you know, they they are having a great year. And they're chirping Yankees fans, they're out laughing at us when we almost blow the lead and we're sucking. Ha, ha, ha. Mets are better, blah, blah, blah. And then and then uh, the Yankees won the division, even with an awful second half of the year. Yeah, could we have been much better? Should we have been much better? Yes. But at the end of the day, whether we won 104 games or 99 like we did, we still won the division. And we're the number two seed, you know, I, you know, it's, that's a fact. The Mets on the other hand had, they had a double digit lead. I think it was 10 and a half. So yeah, not as much as the Yankees, but they had a 10 and a half and they lost it. They lost their lead. And now instead of being the two seed and being the NL East champs, they're now playing in the wild card against the Padres. And if they win that, which I think they can, and they probably will, they have to play the Dodgers. Funny, funny enough. I believe
1: all they really needed in the series with the Braves was just one win. They could have lost the series, but if, as long as they won one game, they would have had that tiebreaker over the Braves, but because they got swept, then the, that reversed. the Braves would take the tiebreaker over the Mets. Yep. The Braves hey. entered that series with a with the Mets entered, entered that series with, with a 97% chance of winning
2: the NL East. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, you're good. You're your
1: beautiful little rant. I'll let you continue.
2: You're good. And uh the funny thing is they had their best pitchers going that um going that series. And um and yeah, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. So uh or they had some of their top pitchers. So here's the thing. In the past, I used to root for the Mets obviously not not like the yankees were always number one but like ice and like want to see the mets do good i know a lot of mets fans but for some reason this year when they think they're so hot and like they're the you know the stuff and stuff like that like they're like some like the like the swimsuit model of the year over here like they one really good year the yankees pretty much do this every year look at us like i said we had a the mets had like 100 wins or 101 wins you can't knock it it's a really good year that's like one of the best years in their um franchise the Yankees almost do this every single year so that's pretty pathetic and then um let's see the other thing uh what was i going on too also yeah so then so not only did you blow the division and now are the four you gonna have to play um the the padres and then you know that's not guaranteed right now like i said i think they're gonna win but then yeah you have to play the dodgers and good luck and if you really do that maybe i'll shut up a little bit but until you win the world series i will not fully shut up and listen, so you had one really good year after missing, not making the playoffs. You? Because
1: this this just reminded me, and this will help you get back onto your onto what you're gonna get get at.
2: Well, I was going. I you know mentioned. where I'm going, but I'll let you go.
1: What I've been seeing, a lot of Met fans lately have been saying, "I can't wait till we see the Braves again. I can't wait till we see the Braves again. So we get our revenge." That would mean they would have to meet them in the NLCS. They first had to get through the Padres. Then they have to get through the Dodgers. It makes it sound like they're just overlooking both opponents. And there's no guarantee with either of those that they'll make it out of the wild card or even the NLCS.
2: And, you know, you want to say, oh, well, we the Mets had to go through the gauntlet of the NL East. Like the AL East was in the gauntlet. The same amount of teams from the NL East that made the playoffs, the same amount from the AL East made the playoffs. Both of those divisions have the most, Teams in the playoffs. You know, all oh, the Braves and the Phillies are better than the Blue Jays in the race. All right. Well, let's see. You know, yes, the Braves are a really good team and the, the defending champs. So here's the thing you swept them earlier in the season, like uh, in uh, late August or what, whatever point. You know, you swept them. You thought you're all like they were the stuff. And then the Braves, when it really mattered, the Braves buckled the pants up and smoked the Mets right out of the water. Goodbye. And the other thing is, too, so you have this one really good year. Now, is that going to last? Because you might not get DeGrom back. Oh, you're not going to get Andrew Judge back. Well, you might not get DeGrom back. Probably won't. And plus, no offense to DeGrom. I feel bad because he's like one of the best, probably the best pitcher in uh, baseball. Even my dog's going off right now, too. Um, he's one like, of like, he just can't. That's either that the game. shut
1: up, Stevie, or I'm trying, I'm agreeing with you, uh, Sam yeah, Mark. I don't really She's know. He's agreeing with me.
2: She, she better be agreeing with me or I'm not giving her treats or walks or anything. Um, So DeGrom will probably be gone. Scherzer is like almost 40 years old and he didn't sign a too long of a contract. I don't know how much longer he can go. So he's going to be gone soon. Starling Marte, like same thing. He's like into his 30s. So like how long is he going to keep up this high play? So yeah, you have a pretty young core coming out. You Brett Beatty. You know, obviously you still have Pete. Um, Francisco Alvarez. All right. So now you're going to take a bunch of young guys and hope they keep this winning up, but then you have to pay all these guys. You know, Uncle Stevie will pay for it. Well, will he? When they're all demanding like Francisco Lindor, three hundred million contract, three hundred million dollar contracts, you're going to pay each and every one that? I don't think so. I think like yes, you could pay a lot of guys certain money, but like you're not going to pay almost everyone on that roster a lot of money. You know, it's just not financially like possible. So listen, like my thing is like, yes, the Mets fans want to go like celebrate, be happy that their team's doing good. I'm not stopping them, but they want, when they want to take it out on the Yankees, oh, the Yankees suck or the Yankee, you guys are always like this. Like you should maybe like lick your guys' self in the mirror because when you're chirping us for us blowing our lead, we didn't blow the lead. Um, when you're chirping us that you have a better record than us, we make the playoffs every single year, even sometimes when we shouldn't. You guys can barely get in, okay? And really, besides 2015 when you made the World Series, every other postseason, that I've like that one other postseason, the very next year, you lost on the wild card. So what postseason success have you had over a long period of time? You know, oh, you weren't alive for all those championships. Well, have you were alive for even one? At least I remember one. And technically, my lifetime... They won a bunch. Maybe I don't fully remember it. At least in my lifetime, they did make a bunch and win or make a bunch of, make a lot of, you know, playoffs and stuff like that. So all I'm saying is I think this Mets, the Mets teams in the past with David Wright, Jose Reyes, um, or even back the one in 2015 and stuff like that, I respected those Mets teams. This one, this Mets team, they just seem cocky. The fans are too cocky. You know, they think Uncle Stevie is, like, their Lord and Savior. He's, like, the you know, he's going to save the Mets, and they're going to be World Series champs from, you know, here on out because they got Uncle Stevie, and Uncle Stevie is willing to spend, spend, spend. Well, is he always going to be willing to spend? Maybe right now to get them back on track. But like I said, when some of their top talent wants money, is he going to be willing to spend? I don't know. So, listen, Mets fans, I'm not trying to, like, sound like, you know, I hate, like, the Mets and stuff like that. And I respect what the Mets have done. I respect what Steve Cohen has done, but you guys got to calm it down a little bit, you know? And, um, and again, the Yankees just live run free in all their heads, because when they're having a season like this, they're not even worried about what their team is doing. Like fully, they're still worried about the Yankees, you know, Yankees fans could care less about the Mets I and mean, wh- whatever the Mets made the playoffs. That's awesome. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. Yankees fans and Yankees care about the Yankees but everyone else cares about the yankees too which is funny cuz you know what that's how that's what shows you how good we are and how much people still like can't stand the yankees because of all the success we've had and who you know and i love it i love it so you know what it's going to be back in the playoffs and i'm hoping the mets make it all the way and i hope the yankees kick their ass in the world series and i can finally put the my, my bow tie on or whatever, put the cherry on top, whatever these expressions are called, because now I'm losing my. Right, I'm, cutting, I'm
1: cutting you. I'm cutting you off before it gets too weird. Stevie, Uh, for the fan's sake, if and only if the Mets win the World Series, could you like paint your body like blue and orange or something
2: crazy like that?
1: Maybe um, Mets I, fans will, will love that.
2: I'll, I'll have to think of something. I will do something and I will own up to my word. I will go back. And I will own up to my word if the Mets, you know, win the World Series, or if they beat the Yankees, you know, in the World Series, or whatever. Even if they don't play the Yankees, if they, you know, I'll do something. If they beat the Yankees, I'll do something pretty big. If they don't play the Yankees and so win, I'll do something. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I just wanted that to get out because it was you really need, you, need, you needed that. I did. I, I feel. You, do you feel?
1: Now. Do you feel lighter?
2: I do. I'm also hungry, so maybe like once I eat, then I'll really be good. But like, oh, so you're just hangry right now. I get it. Yeah, it could also be I'm a little hangry. That's why I'm going a little more and in, uh, intense. But little even little was...
1: Stephen A. Smith over there, I I get it.
2: Yeah, get it. the name. All right. So
1: T.J. Castle, I'll go Castle first, and then T.J. Because we've heard enough from Stevie. What do you think is a realistic expectation for the Mets this postseason? Do you think? what Stevie said is accurate or you think that the Mets have more of a chance than uh, what Stevie is saying? Realistically,
0: I think they can make it past the wild card, but beyond that, I really don't know. It, it's, it's tough to say. Like I said, you know, I, I think a lot of the points that Steve has made is, is valid. Um, but I also have watched some more Mets games recently myself, so I do know that the talent is there. But th- they've stalled a lot this season, as we've seen. So my my prediction going into the postseason, I think the odds of them making it past San Diego is good, but beyond that is very uh, – it's uh, uncharted waters right now.
1: I agree. I don't really see how they'll be able to get past the Dodgers because I think the Dodgers are just too much of a juggernaut and the Mets have too many question marks, especially with their bullpen. TJ, what about you? You're similar?
3: I mean, if you, wild, if you look at the matchup, it's what Mets Padres. Both teams had astronomical collapses. So it's kind of which team has their shit together, in my opinion. And I mean, for Mets fans, you obviously want to get out of the wild card. But if they don't, I just know I'm gonna. I know Stevie's gonna have a field day. I'm gonna have a field day as well. So I can't wait for sorry Mets fans to come crawling back and apologizing for all the all the crap they talked mid season. They won't apologize. That's the thing, TJ. Well, no, I know. I know they won't. But like, I'll uh, I'll say it. I'll say it best. Like Jerry Seinfeld said it when. They had Timmy Trumpets playing the song live. It's too early to celebrate. You didn't win anything. There's still a month left of the season.
1: Funny enough, it seemed like that's when their collapse began too. Coincidence? I think not. I don't so think so. Before we wrap up, we usually do our – this is when we do our uh startups and sit Before we do that, I just want to give Stevie a little shout-out. We sent a little preview to a fan and he wants you fired, but I think that's just a fan encouraging you to keep going with your passion and energy from the, from your rants. So I I want that to fuel you for more rants in the future. Um, before we wrap up, this is, don't worry about
2: that. I will, I, I'll bring it
1: as you always do. We don't, we, we love Stevie going given 110% each week. Um, we usually do our stardoms and sitcoms but we don't we're going to change it up a little this week we're going to only give our x factors who wants to go first mr castle oh, i'll jump
0: at it and go first uh so this week's x factor i don't know how everyone will feel about it because last week they had a career day but with what is going on with their matchup this week. I think there'll be an X factor once again. I really hope so because I have him in two of my leagues and that is the Detroit Lions tight end, Mr. Hawkinson himself. I'm expecting another big game from him, even though they're going to be in Foxborough. It was announced that Brian Hoyer is on the IR today, leaving their third string to be starting once again. And this is a big game. For the Lions, you know, I, I think Campbell's going to come in strong. I think we're going to see an aggressive defense and from the Lions and uh, Bailey Zap. I think I'm, I'm pronouncing his name right. This is only his first starting game. Yeah, home. Okay, thank you, Stevie. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not expecting him to be on the field that much. I think it's going to be more defense. And listen, what we've seen so far. I mean, yeah, the Lions only have one win. But Jared Goff has been putting up the numbers. And with St. Brown and Swift not practicing two days in a row, if Shark plays, it's Chark, Reynolds, and Hawkinson, and we know what Hawkinson can do when he's in the red zone. Uh, so I'm expecting him to be the X factor this week. Don't know if he'll put up 40 like he did last week. That was kind of ridiculous. But I would say he'll, he'll be in the 20-25 point range.
1: I was crazy last week, 48, 45 defense, optional football game. Madden fantasy lovers dream, unless if you had one of their defenses, which would be pretty foolish if you had either one.
0: I I also just have to give a quick shout out to uh, Seattle's quarterback, Geno Smith. Uh, He, he didn't write back and he, he clearly showed it. He gave me 31 fantasy points. So shout out, Geno, baby, MetLife legend.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm still impressed. You, you started Geno Smith over Derek Carr. Not many people would have done that, but it, it secured you the dubs. So that's all that matters. Uh, Mr. Thomas Hummel, uh, who's your X-Factor this week? And then Stevie Boy will go next. Oh,
3: really? It's, it's going to be another giant until something proves me otherwise. But it's no one you, you might think I'm going to say. The stats are showing it. The man needs awards. He is the highest rated offensive player in all of football right now per PFF. And that's Andrew Thomas. That man is playing on another level this season. He had a fantastic second half last year. He's building off of it this year. He's putting up all pro numbers. Get him, get him a maple syrup because he, he had the Bears defensive ends in the ground Stacked high like a triple stack of pancakes. The run, the run block, the pass block, he's been the guy so far on that offensive line. And I think everyone's going to look to him and he's going to continue coaching this line like the young leader that he is. So until something happens. I'm going to stick with the Giants this week, but this time it's Andrew Thomas.
1: Joe Ruback, Mr. LPG, would be very proud of that and your consistency with going with a G- Giant player. I like it. I like it. Castle likes him more, I'm sure, but I, I like it. Make sure you wake up extra early for uh, Sunday football in London. Castle, you better set your alarm. You have a tendency to oversleep on Sundays.
3: It's funny because even though the game is at 9.30, I will have to be into work at 9.30 in the morning. So It's another Sunday where I miss Giants football.
1: I'll,
0: I'll make sure that I'm up extra early so I can give you the reports, TJ.
2: Or Castle, what you could do is record it and then watch it at one o'clock in the afternoon. But that's
0: no fun because I'll wake up and I'll see all the updates and I follow too many Giants pages. Nah, I, I gotta watch it live. If, if anything, if anything, I'll miss a little bit of the first half. But I, I would never record a Giants game and watch it after. If this but was like,
2: if this was like 2006 when like cell phones were really like you couldn't like. Go on Twitter or anything well, like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, then, then yeah, definitely. But I mean, I I click my Instagram page and or my Instagram feed in a minute. Immediately, it's three different Giants fan pages. So that's fair. That's fair. Plus, plus, just want to throw something out about the Giants quickly in London. I think the last time we played them in London was against the Rams, and in that game was a pick six. The gentleman who got that pick six. Was Mister Landon Collins who we just signed today? So shout out, Landon. he who's Collins. back?
3: Back again. So Guess just put that
1: out there. So Stevie, yeah, who is your X factor? Because you you nailed, a, you nailed, it, nailed it last week. Finally, your first correct fantasy pick.
2: Yeah, don't well, I'm gonna do. Week. I'm gonna do it again. I mean, maybe it's an easy one. And I I don't know, but um. I got to go Justin Jefferson against the bears. I mean, I think like he's, he's going to go off. He's going to absolutely like, he's going to be what like, cause really I think the, you know, the bears could stop like a Dalvin cook, but they're not going to be able to stop Jefferson. And he's going to just torch the bears. Uh, especially, I don't think Jalen Johnson is going to play. So he's going to be going up against either rookie Kyler Gordon, who has not looked good this year. Or, um, I mean, the fact that Deary Slayton had uh Kyler Gordon beat, and if it wasn't for a PI, uh, pass interference, like Slane probably would have caught that for a touchdown. So, the fact that if, if Slane, who's not played at all this year, is toasting you, then what do you think Justin Jefferson going to do? I mean, I think Justin, Justin Jefferson might have a career day, um, because it's that bad. You know, I don't know. Is that too easy of a X factor? Or, if, you know, I think that's,
1: oh, that's think, perfect. That's what we
2: want.
0: I give you a lot of credit for making your X factor a division rival against your team.
2: You know, I mean, listen, it's just not trying to be biased. You know, there's no bias. It's just, it's the point. Like, I know it's, it's inevitable. Like he, he's going to go off. And especially without Jalen Johnson, I mean, there's no, there's just no way Kendall Vildo or Kyler Gordon or any other scrub corner the Bears put out in front of him is going to lock him down. Um, Especially he's coming off that crazy week against Marshawn Lattimore the saints defense in London. So what do you think, what is he going to do at home against this bears team who couldn't stop Danny dimes and the giants offense? I Not see this,
1: this, I see this uh, going one of two ways. You're going to be celebrating either way. You're going to be celebrating because your pick was so spot on. You're going to be doing the gritty.
2: Yeah. or I'm doing the gritty doing, right now.
1: Or you're going to be doing it either way, because if, Let's say the bear shut him down. You're going to be, I see your little strategy. You know you don't want to be wrong either way. So you're, uh, you're hedging yourself. I, I see. I see you, Steve. You're going to set, you're setting yourself up for success. Either way. That's a smart strategy. I like it.
2: I am a college graduate. I'm pretty smart. Huh?
1: That leaves just me to give my X factor. And I'm going to go with a defensive player this week. I wanted to take an offensive player, but, I, but then again, I, I wanted to spice things up. TJ is very excited. I could see it in his face right now. My pick for X-Factor this week is having a scorching red hot start to this football season. This player is looking for his first fumble recovery of the year. He's been living in the backfield. All year long. And that is none other than San Francisco 49er, Mr. Nick Bosa. He's sitting on six sacks currently. And it seemed like he was a part of the Rams offense last week with how many times he was in that backfield. It seemed like he was in the backfield more than Stafford was because he was pressuring that offensive line and Stafford like crazy. And I believe that's going to continue because he's playing none other than the elite quarterback. That is Baker Mayfield. Panthers have not looked good. The giants. Didn't blow it against them. They. Led the entire game. Panthers. Who knows what the deal is with Matt rule. He looks terrible as a head coach. He should be fired. And I just think that their struggles are going to continue. The 49ers look as dominant and as ever. They it really looks like shades of their Super Bowl team, where their defense was by far the best defense in the league. I am I I think it's gonna be a Nick Bosa field day. He's sitting at six sacks and he's waiting for that first strip sack fumble recovery. And I believe that's gonna come on Sunday because Baker Mayfield is Well, he's a pretty easy target. (laughs) He's prone to turnovers, fumbles, sacks, you name it. So that'll wrap up this week's episode. Thank you, TJ, for joining in once again. The man of many hats. Go follow social media at 3P Podcast. He keeps it going. He made a great post to Aaron Judge, so make sure you check that out. Hockey season is almost here. We got playoff baseball. Football season in full swing. So, TJ, he's got three phones going at all times for posts. So, if you want the best sports news, make sure you follow at the 3P podcast. Stevie just made sure he did that right now because he hadn't been following it until now, which is beyond me. Um, so, be like CV, go follow the, the 3P podcast. Um, Another, I want to shout out Liberty Shirt and OP Sports Betting, both our partners both great partners of ours. We are very happy we can be partnered with both of them. So make sure you go check both of them out so you can see what they're both about. And last but not least, Kevin, Wild chat sports great partner, Um, he, I haven't seen as many podcasts as he had been, but I'm sure he's going to be pumping out some more in the coming weeks. So, Make sure you check Kevin and Wild Chat Sports out to see what other cool content, cool podcasts, cool posts they got going. So that'll wrap up this week's episode. And thank you all for tuning in.